Hi, everybody. It's Curtis today with the Launch Pods Tuesday of Easter Week episode. Recently, Meredith has had many opportunities to remind me of the fact that when we were moving our stuff into our house in Illinois, my exact quote was, we never have to move again if we don't want to. We don't own that house anymore. In fact, if I'm honest, a recurring theme of our decade of married life together has been disappointed expectations. Personally, professionally, relationally, we have had so many situations where we had a strongly held hope of what a job would be like, or a friendship, or a house. And more often than not, it seems those expectations, for one reason or another, didn't come to pass. We lived for a few years in this great condo on top of a beautiful hilltop with hiking trails right behind it that went up into the hills and everything we could ever need in life, and I am totally serious about this, was less than a mile and a half away. I'm talking about our jobs, I think four different grocery stores, Costco, every kind of restaurant from in and out to like fine dining and everything in between, Target, and one of the best high schools in California that our kids could have walked to. I think when we moved into that condo, I said something similar to when we moved into our house here in Illinois. If not out loud, then definitely in my mind. And just like in Illinois, we felt like God was calling us to be here. So clearly everything would go great, right? But then over the next year or two, it became pretty clear that we were never going to be able to be who God made us to be working in those jobs in that place. So we had to find new jobs and a new house and leave that perfect spot with all those perfectly crafted expectations. I'm really good at creating perfectly crafted expectations. I can see this story in my head playing out and it is going to be glorious until it isn't because often reality just doesn't match up. Now, maybe I'm particularly prone to that sort of thing, but I would guess that you can probably think of a few examples of when reality fell more than a little bit short of the story you were telling in your head about your future. You know, Tuesday of Easter week is not generally a much celebrated day by most Christians I know. Usually we basically just skip from Palm Sunday straight to the Last Supper. But there's quite a bit of stuff that happens in the various Gospels in the lead up to the crucifixion. And in John chapter 12, right after his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Jesus has an interesting interaction with the crowds. He tells them he's going to die. And then John tells us in verse 34, the crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the son of man must be lifted up? Meaning lifted up on a cross, killed. The crowd has an expectation of who God is and what God is up to, shaped by hundreds of years of tradition and smart people thinking about God and reading the scriptures. This isn't an unreasonable expectation or a stupid one. I mean, in what world does it make sense for the Messiah to be crucified? But even so, Jesus shows up and disappoints the expectation. Who these people thought God was, who they thought God was calling them to be, it didn't line up with the reality that was right in front of them. And so they had to choose. Just like we have to choose when our expectations are upended about the life God has for us. 
to choose whether they would allow for their expectations to change or walk away. And John tells us that some chose to walk away and some chose to believe, which is John's way of saying they allowed their expectations to be disappointed. With 2,000 years of hindsight, we can say that when the people let go of their expectations, they actually got an invaluable opportunity to get to know who God is at a deeper, more complete, more intimate level. God is not only a triumphant king coming to smash his enemies to pieces. In some even more real sense, God is a suffering servant crucified by the violent rulers of the world so that the poor and brokenhearted might find healing. What the people couldn't have known when they made the choice to believe, but what I think became clear to them in time, is that by letting their expectations of what a victorious Messiah looks like be disappointed, they were able to see whole new dimensions of God that never would have been apparent otherwise. Meredith and I are holding on to that hope as we move into this new chapter of our lives, full of its own expectations, that in allowing God to lead us in directions we weren't expecting, we will come to a place we never would have arrived at otherwise. We understand things about God and church and being pastors that we never would have learned if our expectations hadn't been disappointed, and then disappointed again, and then again. And our hope is that we, in choosing to keep going, to believe through the disappointments, that we're actually getting closer to who God is and who God made us to be. This Easter week, if you are in a place of disappointed expectations, where God doesn't seem to be holding up God's end of the bargain, I would encourage you to bring those disappointed expectations to God. Tell God what they meant to you and how much it hurt to lose them. And then choose to wait in hope for what God might do next. See you tomorrow.